This is the Living in Fierce Alignment podcast, your go-to place for mindset transformation, self-empowerment, and personal development. I'm your host, Kayla. I'm a mindset coach for ambitious human beings who are wildly passionate about up-leveling themselves so that they can live a limitless life with ease. I'm here to show you how to create the life of your dreams and powerfully step into your full potential, and of course, live fiercely. So let's get started. Hello, everyone. We have a special interview today with a lovely guest. Her name is Chantelle Cox. She is an author, speaker, and transformation neuro coach on a mission to dramatically transform and create community in the coaching industry by helping purpose-driven female coaches say no to complicated cookie-cutter strategies that lead to burnout and yes to a fulfilling life of impact. Chantel's book, Create a Life You Love, 10 Healthy Habits to Transform Your Life Now, is an Amazon bestseller and a must-read for anyone looking to achieve personal growth and fulfillment. Her top-rated Create a Life You Love podcast is a source of inspiration and motivation featuring top coaches from around the world. So we're going to dive into a really beautiful conversation today, and I just wanted to give you a little introduction before we get started. Welcome back, everyone. I'm really excited to have you here today. I have a special interview with Chantal. She is a transformation neuro coach and a 5-1 sacral generator. So I invited her on because her and myself and Gwen did a podcast interview on their channel, Create a Life You Love podcast. And I wanted her to come on and chat with her because she has a teaching background, amongst other things. And I also have a teaching background. And we're also into coaching. And so I really wanted to dive into this. We'll probably talk a little bit about human design, but I really just want to share that story because I think that what her and Gwen are doing is amazing and I really just want to capture her journey. So Chantel, welcome to the channel. Really excited to have you here today. Thank you. So super excited to reconnect with you and be here. So good. So let's let's dive into this. I would love for you to share your your journey. If you want to start with the teaching or before that, whatever it is, but how did you get to the point now of having the coaching business and creating the community that you're doing with Gwen at this time? Yeah. Um, I've known since I was like five that I wanted to be a teacher. And then in sixth grade, it turned into special education. And then, you know, at 22, embraced that reality, was a special education teacher, um, did that for many years, loved it, really um, connected with the identity of teacher. And um, someone came in my classroom and said, hey, so-and-so is retiring and we really want you to update your resume and put your name in the hat. And I'm like, well, I can't do that. She's an instructional coach. I'm just a teacher. And so, you know, lots of encouragement. And then I had multiple people who were not connected with each other reach out telling me the same thing. Like, she's retiring. Are you going to apply? And I'm like, no, why would I do that? That's ridiculous. Um, But so I ended up applying and, you know, wouldn't you know it, got the position, did it, loved it, got lots of um, good training um, practice and training under my belt in the kind of the instructional coaching world and then moved up and did some other things and now am hired by the state to train instructional coaches. So I still am in my nine to five um, in special education world, which is really fun. Um, And so while that journey was taking place on my 30th birthday, I left an abusive marriage and was just 
faced with some choices um, and decided to do some things different that I'd never done in my life before because I definitely wanted some different results. And so I picked up my first ever self-help book and went down this like personal growth and development rabbit hole um, and just learned so much and had a huge personal transformation, which had people asking, you know, what did you do and how can I do it? So bring in teacher background. I can make lesson plans and worksheets and teach friends how to start a gratitude journal or whatever. And so I ended up turning that into a book. And then at book signings, people were asking to hire me as a coach. And again, that kind of identity of, well, I can't do that. I'm just a teacher. And being told your name tag actually says instructional coach, like you're being paid to coach right now, like get over it (laughs) type of thing, but really struggled for a long time with that identity shift. I really love this. And I love that the universe called you into that so fiercely, like come and apply for this role. And I'm curious if you can share a little bit more, what is an instructional coach and what specifically do you do in that role? Because I love that it's teaching, but it's coaching because coaching is, I feel so creative and it's not that teaching isn't creative, but there's definitely when you consider the curriculum and a lot of, there's a lot of boundaries that we can't really cross, but I feel like with coaching, it's a little bit more expansive. So I would just love to hear your experience with that. Yeah, I am. I really love that coaching has entered into the education world. You know, it's kind of taking over everywhere business. It's been in sports forever. It's been in business for quite a while. And now it's really taken hold in education for the past 10, 15 years. Um, And so what I train my coaches that I work with to do is I kind of tell them um, to be very intentional with the intent of their conversation, that are they there to be a consultant, meaning they have the information and they are sharing that with the teacher and they're kind of the leader of that conversation. Are they there to collaborate where both them and the teacher have um, information to share and are kind of coming up with ideas, brainstorming together? Or research shows us that the most powerful um, changes occur in coaching. So if they are there to coach, they are there to help guide the thinking of the teacher, rely on what are the teacher's what resources and knowledge and skills are they already bringing to the table? I'm not there as the expert. I'm not there to tell you all my amazing ideas and how great I am and my experiences. And, oh, when I was in the classroom, blah, blah, blah. None of that's actually helpful. Um, we've got so many like studies and research that show that all that is makes you as the quote unquote coach feel better, but that's your ego. That's not actually moving the needle in anybody else's life. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I love how you just explained those three buckets and those three differences. And just also, I'm so happy to hear that there's more coaching coming into the teaching world. Because when I think about when I was teaching in China, I was at a BC curriculum school. And so we were teaching everything in English. And I was in uh, one of my lessons or one of my classes that I was teaching was planning. So it's very much, you know, nutrition, career, what you're going to do when you get out of high school. It was very life coaching involved. But there's still this curriculum of like, I was there telling the kids things. I would have loved more to have been in that coaching conversation and having them come to the realization because that's so much more empowering because then what happens is if you look at the entire school system, it is very much just teacher telling students, like here's information, more information. And then it's kind of reaffirming that the student doesn't have what it is that they need. And then there becomes this codependency. And it's just so, it's a whole whirlwind. I 
feel like we could get into in this conversation. Yeah, I love it. Um, and yes, there is parts of like an instructional coach's role is training. Like today I'm a little dolled up because I was giving a training earlier. When I when my intent is training, it is like I am, I have compiled information and I am sharing it with you. But in about three weeks, once they've had a chance to implement it, then we have a coaching conversation um, where now I've provided you the information, you've practiced with it. Now let's coach around it. Um, and so that's really where we see the change, but you do, you, you have to just be really aware of that intent because a person doesn't know what they don't know. Um, and so that's with coaching, no matter what, you know, when we give a workshop or whatever it is that we're doing, there are times that we are teaching, we are sharing knowledge, but then in a one-on-one -on -one coaching conversation, like how can we they've already listened to that workshop or whatever. Now, how do we help them um, take that information and their unique situation, their unique skills and talents and passions and create a plan that they will actually do because it's their plan. That's, that's so good. I love that you're giving the example. And I feel like anyone listening to this, because I know there's a lot of coaches that listen to my podcast channel. Of course, like your audience is going to listen to this as well. I think there's a time and place for coaching right? It's not all the time coaching, but I think that's amazing how it's like, okay, here, I'm going to be a teacher and I'm going to teach you the things. And now the big thing that you really said, and I was curious if you're going to say the word is integrating mm -hmm. that integration aspect. And that's where the coaching comes in because you want to help that person figure out the way that works for them, which is so great. So I really love this. Can you share more about how you wrote your book? And you mentioned that you had a signing, like, I'm just curious to hear this and more about how you, because it's obviously that sounds like you started this instructional coaching role, and then you started a business where you also have a business as well. And so I would just love to hear that transition as well. But we can talk about your book first, because this is exciting. Yeah, um, it was my second year as an instructional coach that I had had the big transformation. I had been like, kind people had been asking how I became more confident and joyful and healthy and just walked in a room and shined as opposed to this shadow of a person that I had been for most of my life. And um, so I was sharing it with them and then kind of creating those little lessons like I was talking about. And as people were implementing them, things were changing for them. And it really dawned on me that, oh my gosh, this terrible experience that I've gone through that I've learned so much from and grown so much from could actually be turned into something good. And so um, I actually started a YouTube channel first and it was really, I mean, that's just what the big buzz was right then and there was start a YouTube channel, start it. So I'm like, okay, I'll share like in little clips. Um, it felt very unnatural to me. It was very hard. It was very time consuming. I was perfectionist. Um, I like one three minute video took me like three weeks because of so much editing and retakes and all this stuff. And it finally dawned on me that, hey, when I was growing up, I really liked writing. Writing feels natural to me. Writing matches my skills. And so I decided, hey, I'm going to write a book. And so I hired my first coach. I did my first ever big investment outside of like college education um, in me and got help to put together and self-publish my book. That's so cool. And you know what? I'm smiling right now because I'm looking at your human design chart. And I know <laughs> that you're just newly getting into human design, but I just need to say this. 
that is such a five one embodiment the way that you have experienced things investigated figured out you know what it is that works for you and your embodiment and then people seeing you and calling you in that five line is all about mentorship mm. it's about it's the language that you'll see in traditional human design is the hero where people are drawn to you and they want to know your solution. So you're here to share that. So it's like this book that you created just as like a simple example as a resource and you sharing that is like such an embodiment. And I'm also looking at, I can't help this. You're going to learn a couple of things about yourself today, Chantel. <laughs> I know, I know you're, you're into the human design. <laughs> yes. So your incarnation cross, just so the listeners know, because I know a lot of people following me, they, they're pretty good with human design. So 45, 26, 36, and six. So the 45 I want to talk about is all about resources, like really wanting to share these resources and also bringing in community and like the synergy within people. And then the 26 is really about not having everything be about you, but really wanting to share these things with others and really have other people be seen as well. And then we come into the 36, which is the experience of turbulence. So you sharing like how you've gone through this turbulence in your life and really owning the fact that there's a lot of humanity in that and having compassion and then also conflict, like being able to be resilient. So that's the sixth gate that you have activated in your incarnation cross conflict and being diplomatic about it and coming to a state of peace. Mm. So I'm just hearing your story so far and just you sharing how, you know, you like left that marriage when you were 30, like you had this conflict, you had this turbulence you're being embodied and investigating what works for you. You created resources from that. And then people are calling you in and like inviting you to be this, this coach and also just to write and for you to share. And so I just wanted to share that because I think it's really cool how I know that you're just learning about human design, but also it's like, here's evidence that you are just naturally embodying this. And that's one of the things I love about this work is that you don't have to be quote consciously aware of it to, to know. So I'm curious if, what I shared, if that resonates with you. It it does. Um, and it's funny, the thoughts going through my head were, you know, now um, kind of on the other side or like at a different midpoint of the journey of everything that we talked about, you know, all that has happened and I it's healed and it's far enough back that I can look back on it in a different than being like, I'm in the muck. This is what my challenge I'm dealing with right now. Um, it didn't, feel like it felt like the right step to me, but like other people were like, well, that's weird. Why are you doing that? Like why, why every night and every weekend are you sitting around in your house writing a book? Like, let's go do something. And I'm like, I got to get this book out. Like I have to share this. I have to get this out. And it didn't make sense to other people. And then that sometimes gets in your head and you're like, is this silly? Like, why am I doing this? Like why? And like, maybe I shouldn't be doing this. Maybe I should just go to happy hour with the girls. Um, and then, which I still make time for some happy hours. Don't you worry. Um, it's all about balance, (laughs) but, um, the, the first time I ever heard about human design, some of those types of things came up. And that was the first time that I really, truly felt heard and seen and validated. And I was like, holy cow, tell me more about this human design thing. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Let's actually, let's backtrack a little bit. So you've shared your journey and how, you know, you're, you're taking your rule, you're alchemizing this, you're still doing your nine to five. You've written this book. Like we're talking about you being embodied as a five one cycle generator. I'm curious when and how you discovered human design. Cause I love it when people share this. 
Yeah. I um, had signed up for a free like three day boot camp or something online um, with a business coach that was helping with something, probably messaging or marketing, because those tend to be the things I keep trying to work on, but haven't quite cracked the code. <laughs> and um, one of the assignments was um, write like your ideal client, like in, in her Facebook group say like, I'm Chantel Cox. And at that point I wanted to help, um, women who had overcome a challenge that wanted to find purpose and passion in their life. And so I put whatever my blurb that time was, and then other people who read that, if they resonated with that, then they would comment. And then we were supposed to connect on a zoom and I, she gave us interview questions so that I could interview that person as kind of like market research. And so you know, you had to comment on so many people's things and you were interviewed by so many people and you interviewed people. And one of the people I interviewed was Gwen, um, who you mentioned earlier and um, is now my co-coach in the everything and my co-host in the podcast. And she's who introduced me to human design. Oh, that's so funny. I love how this all came together like that. <laughs> you just literally answered one of the questions that I wanted to ask as well about both of you getting connected. Oh, that's so fascinating. So I guess she gave you, did she do like a mini reading about your human design as well? Or did she just kind of introduce you? Well, cause I, I think I was asking her or whichever one of us had resonated with the others, but I, you know, you didn't want it to be so one-sided. So regardless if I was interviewing her or she was interviewing me, there was a little bit of give and take, like, and tell me about your business. What do you do? And she had mentioned human design. And I'm like, tell me more about that. I don't know anything about that. And so she's like, oh, you know, let's connect at another time and um, I'll do a free reading. And I'm like, I have no idea what that is, but you seem like a cool chick. So, all right, I'll hang out on Zoom again with you. <laughs> That's and, so yeah. fun. So can you share when you started to learn more about your human design, what were some of the things that stood out for you? Or maybe that you felt like you came to peace with or felt really seen and heard about? Yeah, um, I remember that day she used the word she's like you you've got something I don't know if it was a cross or a line or exactly what because I'm really still learning all the vocabulary but she said something about an entrepreneurial like tracker spirit like was it's, really yeah. in me and I when I was little you know I wanted to do the lemonade stand and I sold the Girl Scout cookies and then in college I got into Mary Kay and like I've done all these things that are kind of entrepreneurial not kind of but were entrepreneurial and my mom was always like why are you doing this again like what well, you keep doing these things like they're a waste of time what are you doing and I'm like but they light me up like I, I have to do this one I have to learn about this um and so hearing that really I remember struck out and I was like holy crap like really okay <laughs> like that was the first time the first person who had ever connected me with that word Yes. And you know what it is? It's funny because I'm looking at the, it's a channel. So it's the 4426 channel. This is known as the channel of surrender or also known as the channel of entrepreneurship. Nice. So it's very much about you having this ability to, to sell and knowing the right people to get connected or involved in order to, to share resources. So that's kind of the essence of this, right? And so it's connected from your splenic center to your heart center. So I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about these two centers. So the splenic center is really much about your physical awareness, your intuition and safety and security. 
So that connection to the heart center, the heart center is all about integrity, commitment. It's about what you value, your desire and your drive in life. So that the willpower that you talked about when you were writing your book really would have been coming from that. Like, I need to do this. Like I'm committed to doing this. So that channel is very entrepreneurial. So the fact, and it's consciously defined as well. So like you're aware of this, right? And so I think obviously when Gwen pointed that out, like that really spoke to you because it is it is going to be a driver. And I think it makes so much sense why you ladies together have this community online and you're really there to support other coaches and other entrepreneurs because that's such an essence of like a defined heart center and just that whole channel. So yeah, I think that's so great. I was curious if you were going to bring that up and you totally did. Nice. <laughs> What other things stood out to you that really, or maybe stood out to you and have been supporting you as an, as an entrepreneur or business owner? I'm curious if, if that's been something that you've been playing with. Yeah. Um, so I knew like the first day that I met Gwen, like, I'm like, okay, I want to continue being connected with her and somehow. And so when I started a podcast, I'm like, Hey, will you be a guest on my podcast? And so we reconnected then. And then, um, just kind of, cross paths a couple times over the years. And then I wanted to launch a membership and I had everything ready to go, but I had this vision for it. But knowing my current phase of life of having a nine to five, I'm like, I alone can't serve members at the level that I feel they deserve to be served at by myself. I need to pull in some other people. Um, and right around that time, Gwen and I reconnected and can, kind of ran it past her. And then boom, here we are. So um, she has put together a... Um, she did a free 21 day authority challenge. And so I took part in that first, we did it in the membership just for the members. And there was such great uh, growth and experience that then we decided to offer it for free. And again, so much amazing growth, but even in myself going through it, I learned so much about my authority. I learned, um, about kind of the sacral authority and how to, that I'm really supposed to kind of wait, like things come to me. And in life, when things have come to me, it goes very smoothly and just works out. Other times I get this idea and I'm like, I'm going to do this. And it's like banging my head against the brick wall. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. I'm yeah. smiling because I'm a 6-2 sacral generator and I have the same authority. And so I find that that is just, that's so relatable. And actually I will capitalize on this because since you're experimenting with this and you love it, the sacral authority and the way that you said, wait to respond and even waiting to respond to what comes up in the environment is very important because then you're co-creating, right? And in your chart, your Ajna, which is we have the top two centers, so the head center and then the Ajna is right underneath of it. These two centers are about ideas, it's a pressure center to find answers. And then we have in the Ajna, like your your beliefs and your perceptions and your certainty and 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 the way that you see the world. So these two spaces in your human design chart are completely open. So what that means is that you're very much going to be easily inspired, or the shadow side can be like overly overwhelmed in the sense of like, oh my gosh, there's too many ideas. I'm not sure what to take action on next. So one of the things that I always say to sacral beings, so if somebody's a manifesting generator or they're a generator, to respond to your environment. Because if you just respond to your ideas, you're not necessarily co-creating with your environment. But then some people think, well, what do I do with my ideas? And usually what I've done is 
you get an idea and then I look for it in the environment. So last year I had a really interesting experience where I wanted to start a host a summit, never hosted a summit before the idea dropped into me. I said, Kayla, just wait, just wait. A couple of weeks later, somebody invited me onto their summit. And I thought, okay, this is it. So this is just an example. And so I think that's so great that you that you've been experimenting with that. And I just wanted to capitalize on it because I think that with you, like there's the gift of having so much openness and being able to see things so differently. And also it can be overwhelming because it's like, oh my gosh, like I'm amplifying your ideas and my ideas and their ideas. And it can be pretty crazy. So I'm curious if that resonates with you. It really does. Um we actually just did a podcast episode where for years I've had this idea and I would try and get it going. And then it just, it wouldn't, it wouldn't work for one reason or another. And, um, now I, you know, I just learned about all this that you just said, and then I was driving and two podcasts that I regularly listen to with two amazing people, both of them were like, so in 2023, what the coaching industry really needs is blah. And I'm like, it's what I've been freaking saying for three years, man. I'm like, okay, see, finally, you guys are catching up. And then the second podcast, I was like, okay, wait a minute. The first one's like a like coincidence, like a little validating that like, see, I saw that. Um, and I'm like, but the second one, I'm like, is this like, you know, the, the universe or whatever, my environment, whatever, like bringing this to me being like, it's time now, like now, like look back into this, brush the dust off of those computer files and look at it again. <laughs> yeah, that's so perfect. That's such a prime example. That's literally something coming from your environment and it's showing up more than once. So then it, that's, that's the thing for you to respond to, which is so beautiful. I would love if you can share more about this membership and community that you've created, because when just so the listeners know when Chantal and Gwen interviewed me on their channel like we had such a wholesome and genuine conversation and I just really love what they're doing in this community and so I would love if you could share that and of course I'm going to have this in the show notes as well for people if they want to join yeah so uh, it's called the create a life you love membership and we have this membership that's on an app it's got a website and an app so people I really wanted it off of Facebook. I initially started it in a Facebook group, but it just gets so you log in with an intention of I'm going to attend this masterclass or watch this replay of a masterclass that I missed. And all of a sudden, three hours later, you know what Aunt Betty's doing, but you never even got to the group. Like, so I'm like, nope, I really, it's important to me to have this separate environment that is purely for this. And they're all coaches at some level of their journey. And so we support each other. Um, I provide master classes and Gwen provides master classes. She's currently doing two series. She's doing a series on human design. And then she's also doing a series on productivity. And then I just wrapped up a masterclass series on creating a life you love through podcasting, because a lot of the members, everything is um, geared towards the members. So we talked to the members, what do you need? Where are you at in your business? All of them wanted to start a podcast. I have a podcast. Okay. Like, let me compile like my own knowledge and do some research of other like best tips and practices and put together a masterclass series for you guys. And one of them now has her podcast up and running. I'm so excited for her. Um, and so 
that was a masterclass series. And now we just launched um, the create a life you love through self-publishing. Cause again, um, other people were like, I don't know that podcasting is right for me right now. I really kind of am interested in this self-publishing thing. I'm like, okay, then that's like, they're really guiding where it is. Um, they expressed an interest on social media. So I brought in who at my time, what at that time was my social media manager and just doing a phenomenal job and made my life so much easier and just really knew her stuff. So if Gwen or I don't have the skills or like, that's just not our area of expertise that the members are needing, we bring in guest um, experts to, yeah, make sure that all their needs are being met. And so it's really our main focus because part of my coaching journey that I felt like, do you cuss on your thing or not? Yes, go for yes. it. So <laughs> a little bit into my coaching journey, I'm like, this is bullshit. Um, because there were just so many, like whoever had the most ad spend money is telling you like, you have to build a funnel and this is how to do it and pay me $97 and I'll teach you how. And no, you have to get in DMs and cold message random people who don't want you bothering them and pay me whatever and I'll teach you how. And like, so you're like chasing all these things and you don't know which way is up and nobody takes the time to stop and say, what feels right to you? What's aligned for you? Because I can learn all strategy in the world for cold DMing people, but I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to implement it at a level that is going to work for me because it's so out of alignment with me. Other people it works great for because it's in alignment for them. Um, so that's just an example. And so I'm like, no, I, I'm tired of this. Like, and you spend money and spend money and spend money. But again, nobody stopped to say, where are you in your journey? Let's meet you where you're at. Let's get you some coaching clients. Let's get you some experience. Let's get you some confidence. Let's help you step into this identity of this coach and get some very foundational things in place that don't cost a lot of money, that aren't super confusing, that don't have a giant learning curve so that you're not spending hours and hours every week learning how to work click funnels instead of out connecting with people and serving them. Because there's no time left by the time you take all the workshops and try and figure out all the things to actually do what you went into coaching for. And so it just boggled my mind as to how the coaching industry is operating. And I'm like, this is bullshit and it needs to stop. And so that is one of our missions is just to transform the coaching industry, get it back to what it was intended to be. The coaching industry is filled with passionate people who just want to help other people. So that needs to be the focus. Let's get back to that. <laughs> Yes. Oh my gosh. This is so good. I'm just literally on camera with Chantal and I'm like nodding, nodding, <laughs> nodding, nodding, nodding for everything that she's saying right now. And I just, I love everything that you said. And I think that the way, this is the big difference that I'm hearing just to like recap it for the listeners, you and Gwen really care about hearing what people are asking for what they need rather than somebody who is an expert or someone with experience, whatever it is, sharing, this is what I did here, go and do this thing because I did it. 
And the thing is, there's nothing wrong with that because it will work for some people. But then what about the people who need the support, but they are asking for what it is that they need. And so you're really bringing the resources. And so I love this because, again, it ties into that channel that we talked about earlier, that 4526, right? And that just wanting to bring the resources and and sharing with people and creating community. So I think it's so awesome that you're doing that. And I'm really I'm really loving it. And I want to recommend everyone to check that out in the show notes as well to see, you know, what you can get out of being in this community. So thank you for sharing that. Thank you. The next thing, yeah, the next thing I want to ask you is, can you share more about, we're starting to dive into this a little bit and just your experience being in the coaching industry, but when you're coming from your instructional coaching background, and then you started moving into the industry, like what are some of the things that you've experienced and it sounds like you've shared a bit and you're there's a commitment in terms of what you want to transform but what has your journey been like and when did you started when did you start to formally create your business online and what what's happened with that experience yeah as part of the book um the coaching program that i was in you know they helped me set up a website and a uh, facebook business page and you know start presenting myself as an author and getting a launch team put together to help um, my book. It did hit Amazon bestseller, which I was like, are you freaking kidding me? Like people are actually reading this. And I was like, oh crap, people are actually reading this. (laughs) Terrifying, but fun. Um, (laughs) But so I had some of those pieces in place that then I was able to transition over as I um, started working on my coaching certification and got to the point where my coaching certifying person was like, okay, now you guys are ready to start getting a few clients and start practicing what you've been learning and start building that foundation. Um, And so it's kind of was a slow transition over, um, but it helped that I kind of had figured out uh, some of those key pieces and just had to kind of rebrand, I guess, or pivot um, the focus. And then same, once I launched the podcast, just kind of helped pivoting all the messaging to incorporate that. Yes, you can hire me as a coach. You can also read my book. You could also check out the podcast. Like there's lots of like, let me meet you where you're at. Like, what do you need? Um, but yeah, when people are getting started, um, I would, and this is not what most people say. (laughs) Um, I think when you are getting started, you do not need a website. You do not need bells and whistles. You don't even need a business Facebook page or Instagram page or group. Like just share your journey on your personal page and see who it resonates with. Figure out what feels really good and lights you up when you're like, man, I just made that post and it came so naturally. And then like the comments blew up and everyone's asking me more versus it was Valentine's day and I felt like I had to post something. So I posted something and it was crickets, like pay attention to those kinds of things. Learn like what lights you up, what's resonating, what types of people are, is it resonating with? And then just start telling people like, Hey, I'm going to start launching a coaching business. I'm going to offer some free or some low paying calls. Who's interested. And then just kind of build from there the only thing I really recommend kind of starting fairly early, and that's just for your own efficiency sake, is some type of scheduling software, which you can do for free. Several um, have a free option like Calendly is what I use. I now am on the paid version because of what I need, but I was on that free version for quite a while. Um, 
So that is helpful. And you can operate through your Gmail or whatever you're, you're, you are using, but as soon as you can start transitioning over and using a CRM of some sort, most of which have a um, very affordable starter option. I use MailChimp, but I know a lot of people use all kinds of other things. Um, but even if you're not starting that, start like an Excel spreadsheet that when someone does reach out and express interest, if you can get their email and just start building an email list so that when you do transition over to a CRM or you are launching your book or your podcast or your coaching business or whatever it is, you have some emails to send them to, whether it's 660, 600, whatever, like um, it just helps. It's by no means required. You can start any of that with zero emails. Yes. I love that you're sharing this because it is keeping things simple. When I think about when I started my business four years ago, the first thing I did was I changed my Instagram handle and I started sharing about my journey. Yeah. Literally, if you scroll back, you're going to see me talking about mindset things. Like I knew nothing about human design. I didn't have any certifications at that point. Now I have too many to count. <laughs> but the point is, is that it doesn't have to be complicated. And I really love that you focus on the genuine connection of working with entrepreneurs and supporting them on their journey. and not once have we talked about dollar signs and got, you know, get sucked into it just being about money. Cause I'm not going to say there's nothing wrong with money, money. There's nothing wrong with wanting a six figure business. Like when you think about that, like that's what allows you to pay your bills and save and have a family and travel and take care of yourself and have your needs met. But when we focus on that quality of having the interactions, like the art of coaching, I feel that has gotten lost in the industry and now I'm so grateful that you and Gwen are bringing this community together and you're like coming back to the art of coaching and being of service because that is why coaching exists is that it is quite literally to offer a service to someone. So I just love that you brought in some very simple things to do. You don't need the big shiny things. I think I redid my website probably four times in the last four years. And I personally, one thing I would recommend just to add to your list, I started my podcast channel two months after I started my business, less than that. And it's, so it's four years old. There's over 300 episodes. And that is something that has been a journal, essentially. Actually, you pointed that out in our conversation. It's essentially a journal of my freaking journey the entire time, but that's a massive resource hub that you can then share with your clients. So that's something, if, if you feel called to start a podcast, I highly recommend that as well. So yeah. thank you for sharing that. Yeah. And congratulations on your four years and over 300 episodes. That's huge. Um, I love the format of podcasting because I like, I, I do have a few like solo episodes, but most of my episodes are interview because I like that connection. I like bringing in other people. I like highlighting other voices. Um, I've built a knowledge base now that I feel like I could confidently do several solo episodes. Whereas in the beginning, it was like, I don't have enough to talk about. I better get someone else on here to fill the space. <laughs> um, but now I'm like, but I want to highlight. So I highlight other coaches like yourself. Like I want to spread your message and your passion and connect you with people um, that maybe have listened to my podcast, but I'm not the coach for them. And then they hear you and they're like, holy cow, like I want to hire her. Like I resonate with her. She's my coach. Um, and just really that kind of vibe, I guess. <laughs> yes. And I love this too, because it really speaks to collaboration. 
-hmm. I think that this is something that can create a really powerful foundation in the industry is looking at how we can collaborate. And frankly, this is how this conversation started was that Gwen reached out to me because she'd been listening to my podcast, consuming my freebies, invited me to collaborate with both of you. And I said, yes, had a beautiful conversation with you both on your channel. And now I'm in the process of interviewing both of you on mine. And that's the thing is that we can share our wisdom because there are going to be people who will listen to this and they're going to resonate more with you and your story than they will with me. And it's like, this is how we can be of service and share the resources with the people that we actually care about. Yes. I am a firm believer that sometime in the future, like our world is going to go through a phase of healing, I hope sooner rather than later, and that it's going to be the coaches of the world that really are the catalyst for that healing and really are the supporters of that healing. And so I'm getting goosebumps. Sorry. (laughs) I just, I love the power of coaching. Um, And so anything I can do to help other people with helping them be the best coach that they can be um is just powerful like yes. yeah so good can you share more about the neuro training that you did and how you bring this in with your clients because I've I've personally done you know the NLPs hypnosis like I've done all those certifications and then I'm starting to bring in human design and gene keys and things are getting a bit more fluid and spiritual and I would love to hear your journey with that and what you bring into your coaching because I think that's always super interesting when we hear anything neuro we start getting into the brain it's super fascinating yeah um so right around the time that people were asking at book signings to hire me as their coach and I was having this big internal thing and a best friend pointed out that I was currently being paid to be an instructional coach and get over myself and get out of my own way type of thing. I was like, well, how do you even become a coach? Like, where do you even start? And so I started researching certifications and there were some I was interested in, but none that I was just like, I got to whip out my credit card and like sign up for this right now. And I was driving apparently a lot of things the universe brings me a lot of things while I'm driving on podcasts um because I was either listening to Pat Flynn or Hal Elrod and they were interviewing Dr. Shannon Irvin and like I was just fascinated with her podcast interview and at the very end because she was talking about her her method and how she works with um entrepreneurs and uses her neuro coaching and a technique and I'm like oh my gosh she's phenomenal. And she has a PhD in neuropsychology and this is so cool. And then at the very end, she's like, oh yeah. And I just launched a certification thing and like threw out a um, website and I'm, I'm like, pull over, click the link. Like, this is it. This is the one. Um, so it was so exciting. But so I got to train directly under her as she's progressed. Now she's hired people from my cohort that trained with me that to train the people. Um, and so she's getting further and further removed and kind of running like all these amazing things in her business and making such a huge, amazing impact. But I feel so blessed to have found her when I did and get to train directly under her for a full year. Um, and so she took what she learned in her PhD in neuropsychology and was like, why don't more entrepreneurs know about this? Why don't we understand how the brain works? Why don't we understand how and why we are putting up blocks in our own way and our subconscious? And there is a very easy way to remove those blocks. Like, why is this not common knowledge? And so she started just talking about it with some, because she was already a business coach. Um, And so she started talking about it with some of her clients and they just started making huge leaps and gains. And she's like, oh, I think there's something here. So she developed a 
beautiful neuro coaching model um, that has a couple different phases and areas, but basically it's taking what current science knows and understands about how our brain works and understanding it to help it unlock any barrier, anything that's holding us back. Cause our brain's job is to keep us safe and alive and doing anything new that you've never done before. It perceives as a threat. So, Hey, I want to start a coaching business. Oh, you've never done that before. Nope. You're not going to do that. Like, and it throws up perfectionism, procrastination, all kinds of things. And so getting to understand how your brain's working, why it's doing that, being able like knowledge is power. And so yeah, I love being able to bring that into my coaching and depending on the client, um, if they're really into the brain stuff, I will explain all the brain stuff, but you don't have to mention the brain at all. Like I can tell like through a conversation, like, oh, okay, that's a story they're telling themselves. And then we, I can coach around it and get to the root of it and show them how to remove it without ever having to talk about the prefrontal cortex or anything like that. Cause that's not for everybody. <laughs> Yes, this is so good. I really love that there's science behind this. I think that one of the certifications I did, the Law of Attraction Life Coaching Certification, and it was a lot of like Abraham Hicks and mm -hmm. a lot of, you know, that Law of Attraction energetic embodiment works. And there's always a place for that. But I think that when people want something a bit more tangible, because they just need that extra kick of evidence of, okay, why is this going to work? I think that when we bring in the brain, like we can't really argue anatomy, you know what I mean? Like it's quite literally how we're designed. So I think that that's amazing that, you know, you don't have to explain that to someone, but you do have the structure to back it up and be like, this is why this can support you. This is how this modality is going to allow you to excel in this area and this area and so on. So that's really amazing. And back then I didn't know any woo stuff, right? I, you know, I didn't, I wouldn't even know who Abraham Hicks was back then. Um, so I think that's what really attracted me to the brain science thing. I'm like, this isn't woo, this is science. And she connects for you. Like, okay, when people are talking about visualization and law of attraction, da, 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 da like, that's vocabulary. That means exactly this. And I'm like, oh, I can wrap my head around this brain thing. And then, then now I can wrap my head around the vocabulary that other people are using. And now I'm getting a little bit woo in my personal life. And I'll be able to weave that into my coaching based on what my clients need. Again, some are open to the woo thing. Some really need the science. Some need a mixture of both. That's so perfect. Again, being accessible and having those resources, such a good embodiment of that five one. I love it. <laughs> so before I wrap up our conversation today, I wanted to invite you to share a piece of wisdom that you want to leave our listeners with. The one that's loudest in my brain right now, and now I'm hearing it louder and louder and more repetitive is done is better than perfect. Um, so no matter what you're working on, if it's a social media post, an email, a book, a podcast, a website, whatever, get it done to almost like, like a, that's good enough and get it out in the world because done is better than perfect. Meaning if you wait till it's perfect, it's never getting out in the world. And then you're not making the impact that you were designed to make. Yes. I love that simple yet so powerful. And I think too, is that that's what allows us to compound our impact. 
I think about my podcast episodes and I tell people a lot of the times when I record them, I record it, I like submit it, publish it. I don't go and listen and critique myself and edit this and that out. There's very rare times I do that unless there was a glitch in the recording, but I think just getting it out there and then allowing ourselves to accept our journey and how we evolve. Cause we're always going to be evolving anyways. There's no such thing as perfect. Right. Yeah. And I actually, I, because of my little trial with YouTube right at the beginning of my journey, when I wanted to do a podcast, I'm like, oh my gosh, like I'm getting flashbacks to that. Like, how do I not do that? And so I decided to go live in my Facebook group because then I'm like, okay, the interview was live errors and blunders and everything and all people already saw it. What's the point now in spending hours editing it before I upload it to my podcast host? So that helped me for a really long time. Over a hundred episodes were done live. And now we just transition to doing um, pre-recorded to help us be more efficient with batching and things like that, because now that's the area and the phase of life that I'm in that feels aligned and that feels sustainable. So kind of you, whatever that alignment sustainable is for you changes and evolves over time too. Yes. I think that's such a great example. That's so good. Can you please share with our listeners where they can connect with you online? I'm going to put all the links in the show notes. Yeah, I'm mostly on Facebook and Instagram. Um, and then my, my business is create a life you love coaching. And so that's my business page on Facebook. We have a free community, the Create a Life You Love community. Um, lots of free resources in there, connections, um, shout outs to people doing amazing things in their coaching business. On face on Instagram, it's Create a Life You Love Coaching. I'm also on LinkedIn, but I don't do much over there. And then the website is createalifeyoulovecoaching.com. And on there, it kind of has all the different things. And just reach out, DM or email or anything, anytime. Um, if you're looking for a specific type of resource uh, or need help or anything, I've got all kinds of freebie links. I'd be happy to send anybody's way if you're like... I want to know more about this, that, or that, anything. So that's perfect. Thank you so much for taking the time to come on today. And I really enjoyed our conversation and I really loved learning more about you, Chantel. Yes. Thank you so much. This was so fun. You're welcome. And I want to thank the listeners. If you can take a moment to check out the links in the show notes, follow Chantel, check out her Facebook, all the things. And of course, if you can please take a moment to subscribe to the channel, you can leave a quick review by swiping stars on Apple or Spotify. You can leave a written review. And of course, I will chat with you in the next episode.